happy new year. It has been a little over a week, I think, since our last podcast. We decided to take a little time off for the holidays and for regrouping, and we're back. So if you don't know what this is, it's Will You Be My Friend, a podcast with Kylie Gale Garcia and... Hi, I'm Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because sometimes it switches us. So I'll be like reaching towards you and then I get the Zoom video and it's like reaching away from you and it makes no sense. (laughs) I don't know why I do that. But anyways, Jasmine, we're here because we've been best friends since first grade and we both love Sex in the City and we decided when And Just Like That came out that we wanted to do a review show, podcast show. So here we are on season one, brand new show, Will You Be My Friend? And we are reviewing Sex in the City or we call it Sex in the City <laughs> in our <laughs> private time. We are reviewing And Just Like That, the new Sex in the City chapter that's currently coming out on HBO on Thursdays. And we are doing episode four today. How have you been, Jess? How was your little break, holiday, all that? Yeah, it's been good. I feel like it went by so fast. It's I'm like not even fully remembering the last few weeks. I feel like everything's just sort of hit me like a like a ton of bricks. <laughs> but we're getting through. <laughs> I'm laughing because... There's like one little drip of like snot (laughs) come out of my nose right now. I'm trying to sit here and pretend like it's not. And then behind me, my dog is going. (laughs) She's like, she knows she's not supposed to be barking, but somebody's out there. So she's doing that. So I'm going to run and get a tissue really quick. (laughs) See, we real. (laughs) We're real. Isn't that what all the people on podcasts say? Like, oh, we're real. <laughs> Maybe anyway. she was just letting you know since not was coming. Just like warning. It's been kind of a whirlwind and I was so distracted by my nose. I barely heard what you said. <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty much, that was pretty much the gist of what I said. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, it's been a whirlwind, not dripping, woof, woofing, just whirlwind. Um, yes. But we, we here. we here we out here (laughs) we're getting through you know over here figuring it out one day at a time (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I am feeling though like there's a new energy happening like I'm feeling a little better a little more grounded today um and I'm glad for that it wasn't that the holidays were hard or bad it just has been a lot yes so ready for new things Same here, a mixture of things, some kind of like exciting realizations, but also kind of like, whoa, this could change my whole life realizations. And so just trying to be patient and trying to like really listen to myself and, you know, trust the gods above. (laughs) (laughs) As we do. Yes. So anyway, so what are you drinking today? Oh man, today I'm actually drinking herba mate. Um, It just hits different in the middle of the day. It's so good right now. And I just felt like I wanted a little boost. Nice. What brand do you like? Is it just, is it called the yerba mate or is it? Mm -hmm. Well, yerba mate is the the tea. Um, And then there are a bunch of different brands. I think this one, 
Um, this one's just a new organic one I found online and I cannot remember what it's called. I, honestly, I bought it cause it came in a cute little, um, like a little sack. Like, what do you call it? Like the little, um, you know, like the little coffee bag looking sack. I was just going to say like a coffee bean thing. Yeah. It like, it came cute. in this really cute little bag. And so I bought it, but actually it's not my favorite. <laughs> I've definitely had, if people know Mate, like this one's a little dusty and it's, um, yeah, I tend to prefer the more mild, mild okay. ones, but that's what I'm drinking today. And I'm not drinking it out of a traditional gourd. This is my little ceramic mug that I got at an art thing that just fits it so well. The handle broke off and it's like the perfect herba mate <laughs> little gourd. So, so that's me today. I've never actually had it on my own. I think I've only had it with you at your house and whatever you gave me like years ago I thought was delicious and I don't know why I haven't just like gone and bought some well it has caffeine right it does have cap well yeah I've heard some people argue that it doesn't but I I mean yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> it's they say like it's scale, a different it's kind of caffeine high. yeah they say it's like a different type of caffeine I find it is a cleaner energy but it's um it's pretty potent I don't know. I'd say it's right up there with coffee, but you don't get the jitters like with coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah. There must be something in it that kind of balances it out or something. Cause I don't get jittery yeah. with it. I just remember loving the flavor of it. It was mm -hmm. like, it reminded me of something and I don't know what, but I loved the flavor and I love the little like straw and just the whole like experience yeah. of it. It's an I experience. love a good like just drink experience, you know? Me too. I'm having green juice again. <laughs> it's not <laughs> celery this time, but it's a green juice. It's um, cucumber, pineapple, kale, ginger, and lemon, I think. Mm. I made it yesterday and it was in my fridge. I have a bunch of stuff to make like fun, interesting mocktails. And I am always just perpetually like trying to be on time. And I actually kind of was on time today. So yay me. <laughs> <laughs> I said one, one thirty. I made it by 1.30. That's pretty good for Kylie. So anyways, I was like, I thought about making like a more fancy drink. And then I saw the green juice and I was like, well, it's right there. Be on time, Kylie. Just respect yeah. people's time. Working on it. <laughs> so anyways, it's pretty delicious. And it's quite yeah. cold. I love pineapple in a juice. So good. Oh, yes. Pineapple yes. makes everything better. I feel yes. like if people don't like greens, if you just add pineapple, it's like, oh, now it's good. Yes. <laughs> like I give that to my husband and he's not a green juice person and he'll be like, oh, that's good. Like, or if you combine apples with pineapple mm. with your green juice, then it's like sweet and kids will drink it. I mean, so good. Magic, magic thing. <laughs> and mint. I love mint oh, too. Yes. Like mint put mint in there and I will drink anything. <laughs> oh yeah. I think there's a mint and pineapple juice at my friend's juicery in Chino, the organic juicery. I think the power is what it's called. It's like pineapple mint and something else. Very good. Anyway, if anybody's so in Chino, <laughs> go, go support Nick. All right. So I'm going to do the recap of yes. episode four of, and just like that. So it's far. called some of my best friends. 
Looking to move forward, Carrie meets with self-made real estate broker Seema Patel. Meanwhile, Charlotte plans a high-stakes dinner party for LTW as Miranda and Naya connect over the frank realities of motherhood. Initial thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, the little recap is kind of funny. It, yeah, the frank realities of motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like that I would have described the episode differently, but sure, that's how they want to recap it. Yeah, I took notes kind of going in order of the episodes. I don't know if you want to dive in just kind of like right where they started, which was Carrie sleeping on a completely bare mattress in her old apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody, you know, because I follow, we have, an, we have an Instagram. If you want to follow it, it's Will You Be My Friend Show. On that Instagram, I started following all these Sex in the City and, and just like that fan pages and stuff. And somebody, I think it was every outfit on Sex in the City, commented that they love that she's using the jacket from the episode where she rock, walks the runway. That's what she's yeah. like sleeping under. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> so I think that's pretty funny. But yeah, so she's where we found her back at her old apartment because that's where we left her end of episode three, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny that like her apartment, her whole entire apartment is essentially like a big storage unit. And I just thought, wow, if only (laughs) that's an expensive storage unit, but it was kind of cool and kind of fun. And then just funny because I know apparently Stanford had said in a previous episode that he had a key and I'm just imagining him like going into this apartment and I was wondering like what he does in there like if he's just kind of crumpled into a corner like amongst all the boxes and the bare mattress and that's kind of funny (laughs) I just thought why after all this time not like make it cute and make it kind of fun but okay you know maybe not a lot of time is spent in there Um, yeah well it was for I think at the end of the second movie it was still cute and it was like oh this is where like people go when they need a break or whatever. And there was like the scenes of Charlotte, you know, reading a magazine or something. And, you know, it was like still cute how they had redone it for the first movie. And now it looks a little bit different. I don't remember. I did like that wallpaper though. There's like these blue flowers. And I was like, well, obviously, obviously I'm a fan of blue, but, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they'll kind of, it'll start like getting fixed up since she's kind of going to go back and live there. And maybe it's symbolic a little bit of kind of like the mess Mm. of her life at this moment, you know? Yeah. Just like a little capsule of like all her different little things. I mean, she didn't even have a coffee maker. She had to go get coffee, um, which I, when the coffee maker like explodes, I was like, like how the is there way that that would that happen much water? is how, <laughs> right. like, like if you didn't put a filter, maybe I had the same thought. I was like, how is it actually exploding? Like what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and you literally like stood there and just like filled it, overfilled it and overfilled it. Like, yeah. I can see it like not working at all, but then that it was just like completely overflowing. I was like, where <laughs> is all of this coming from? It was so tedious. What a mess. <laughs> I was like, I've literally never had, I've had it spit places because I didn't, I forgot to put the filter in or I forgot to put something in the right way. And I've had it like spit out a little bit. 
but I've never had one like fully explode. It has been years, years and years since I've used a coffee machine like that. I can't even, I think it was when I was living in the Buddhist monastery. Like that was the last time. And ever since then I have like, you know, French presses, Chemexes, like even a Turkish coffee pot. I've like everything else, but <laughs> that very simple coffee maker. I have a hard time believing that anyone has a coffee maker still like that. Do you? Do you have a we coffee have, maker? We like have that? like a with a little mug thing in it. I don't, I mean, I don't really do caffeine anymore, but Julio will make like regular old like Folgers type coffee early in the morning if he has to wake up really early. So we do, we have like mm. the one with the, you're talking about just, it's yeah. not like a one cup. Hers looked like a one cup, but this is like, you know, a regular mm. one that is old school. <laughs> I think I Will, Will and I got sucked into that like hipster coffee culture a little while I mean, ago. I, I forget that there's a world outside of that. It's probably way better. And there was, there was a time I, maybe there's still like people out there that are like, into it but I feel like there was a time where coffee was like it was like right when Starbucks was like a big thing too Mm. and maybe in my mind you know it's funny it's like our perception like in your mind you're like who has that kind of coffee maker I'm like (laughs) I do and then in my mind I'm like who like is doing all this coffee stuff anymore because that was like back in college when I feel like that was like a thing in my life and now I just haven't had coffee so I'm like well everybody makes celery juice every morning right right No. So I don't know, just perception, I guess. But I think, I mean, your coffee, anytime I've ever had coffee at your house, it's always really good. So there's something to that. (laughs) And now, now we have an espresso maker and we just use that mostly because it's easier. Um, but yeah, when Carrie goes to get coffee though, I had no idea, zero idea. I thought it was like a mistake that he had made that her name is actually Caroline. Did you know this? I thought that was such an interesting surprise. And you know what? I loved that scene because again, I will always talk about my time in New York and hopefully I will be back. (laughs) I plan to be back, hopefully. But when I lived there, I had the most wonderful fruit man. (laughs) And his name was Mola and he's from Bangladesh. And I was doing like a whole raw food thing, detox thing. And I went through kind of like a hard time and I was like not wanting to even leave my apartment. And so when I finally like was leaving my apartment and feeling better, the first person that I really saw besides my husband and like one of my closest friends in New York was Mola (laughs) because I went to go get fruit from him. So when I saw her like walk in and he like greeted her like Caroline and it just like reminded me, of course, Mola wasn't in like a, I forget what they call those, like a hi-fi or something. They like a bodega. I'm not sure the difference. There's all these like words that they use for those little markets, but he wasn't in a market. He was a fruit stand out on the street, but still when I would like go and see him, he would see me from like a distance up the block and he'd be like, my angel. <laughs> and I'd be like, Mola. And I'd run in and I would buy like a whole bunch of fruit from him. And he always gave me like overripe fruit that people wouldn't buy and stuff. And anyway, so I had like an emotional attachment to him. 
And sometimes I'll just think about him and cry because I miss him. Because <laughs> he just was there for me when I, I wouldn't let other people in, you know? It was like a necessity at that time for me to go to the fruit guy to get food. So he saw me like through all that process of detoxing. Anyways, that's the first thing I thought of was Mola. And I was like, oh, I wonder like how many stages of her life that this guy has been here for, you know? So sweet. So similar, but she was probably buying cigarettes and coffee and not fruit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. But it's just funny. It's, I don't know. I love that whole thing where to me, like I get into like a little bit of a routine. I think everybody has somewhat of routine and I just love when you get to know somebody because they're just like on your path in your world like that. And it's like a necessity, but then you know them as a person after a while and you realize like, it's like easy to take them for granted. And then you realize like, oh, like I miss that person in my life when they're not there, you know? Yeah, definitely. They definitely had a very sweet, like for sure, like her coming back into town and then he was so sweet with her and gave her the the roll and the coffee on the house and remembered her order after all that time. Um, Called her Caroline, which I was like, what? Did he make that up? I was like, how have I watched this show? so many times and I literally did not I thought Carrie was just her name yeah <laughs> but I felt yeah, a little silly I didn't really think of that and then I was like well maybe it's like he's the only one you know that ever called her that you know but it's just funny maybe because it's like on her cards or something maybe it says Caroline Bradshaw right. or Caroline Preston <laughs> I mean <laughs> on her cards so he's like oh yeah morning, Caroline I was like I must not be that much of a fan or something because like that was so news to me I was like oh my god what but I digress yes oh there were, I had another thought too speaking of cigarettes I was okay so maybe because I watched a couple other shows in a movie where people were also smoking but I just noticed when they introduced Seema, like first things first, she drops a cigarette out of the car, steps on it with her amazing shoes. And it's kind of making this statement. And I was just like, are cigarettes weirdly making a comeback? Like, why am I seeing so many people smoking and so many cigarettes? I thought they were like gone (laughs) and on their way out. Are you noticing this too? Or is this just me? Well, I almost... I haven't seen a lot of things lately where people are smoking necessarily, but in the context of sex and the city, I feel like there's a specific meaning to smoking for Carrie, for sure. It's kind of like a bad habit. Like um, during the series, when she gets into the affair with big, they start smoking again together. And even when she like tells her friends, what's happening. She's like, I'm smoking and I'm sleeping with big, like it's, it goes together. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's kind of like a symbolic thing for her of like, I'm having a hard time or I'm kind of falling apart or like, yeah. Um, and yet, you know, you see this like relief and there's kind of a weird, at least for me as like a viewer, it's almost like a weird comfort. Like I'm not much of a smoker. Um, I never really was, but like, just to see her smoking again is almost like, oh, it's the old, it's almost like the apartment. It's like yeah, the old Carrie again. And you're like, oh, like, look at her kind of just going back to like what she's comfortable with. And, um, but for Seema, 
I don't know if they're trying to tell us like, look, she's like an old school New Yorker or, you know, it's just a character thing or something that she could bond over. Maybe that was foreshadowing that Carrie was going to start smoking again, you know, because she's meeting this person who's a new friend who also smokes. But yeah, I don't know about it being cool, but I mean, I guess it does kind of come off cool the way they present it in the show too. You yeah. know, like I her, thought like, it was so interesting leaning out the window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely like, <laughs> I, I watched it and was just like, oh yeah, old Carrie, love it. And then I don't know. I just feel like I keep watching different movies and being like, they're smoking too. Like what, what is with cigarettes? Like they're just seem to be everywhere right now. I don't know. We watched, um, don't look up. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I won't say anything. It's so good. We loved it. But there was definitely like, I don't know, just someone was smoking in that movie and Will and I looked at each other. We were just like, does it seem like everyone's smoking? (laughs) Yeah. It's just so strange to me. Her cigarette's making a comeback. Right. Only acceptable for Carrie. Nobody else should be smoking. Um, Just Carrie. Just <laughs> but like keep her immune to getting any diseases please <laughs> right exactly you can't handle it she's right. she's been through enough okay <laughs> so where do we go from there base. do we go to the the mothers do we go to charlotte with the mothers let's see so charlotte is chatting with the other parents about like some kind of a school trip or something and just reminding me of why I homeschooled for so long. <laughs> those sorts of things make me so uncomfortable. I just felt so uncomfortable, but everybody just trying to figure out where to take the kids on the trip. And then Charlotte and her, her friends trying to become closer friends, not just mommy friends, trying to take that next step, which does feel a little bit like dating. It is kind of like, I definitely have friends like that. Like, this is a mom friend. I'd like to be more. <laughs> I'd like to be a little more serious, see each other more often. So yeah, she's trying to, to make friends. Did, how did you feel about that being someone who doesn't have children? Well, it reminded me of, of one of the reasons I don't (laughs) (laughs) because, well, when I nannied in New York, I did have like the role of picking up the girls from school and it was interesting. It was like, I lived on 90th, the girls lived on 80th and like their school was on like 83rd, I think, or 84th. So I'd just like walk down and get them and like see all the same moms. And sometimes, you know, they would all be going to this little book club that the mom that I nannied for had started. And so I would like kind of interact with the other moms, but I wasn't a mom, but there's just kind of a certain I don't know, it could be different in the city than it is in other places, or it could be the same. I'm not sure, but I feel like there was just like a specific attitude and kind of a, <laughs> kind of like my kids better than any of all other kids kind of attitude. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, like I just didn't get it, you know? And I probably never will, to be honest, unless I ever become a mom. I just, was like, well, this is weird. Like, this is a weird world I find myself in. <laughs> and I don't even know if I can elaborate on it, except for it just felt weird. And yeah, like, well, I don't belong here. What am I doing? 
but (laughs) (laughs) but you know yeah I I just kind of I don't know like kind of snooty vibes to me and I got that from the Charlotte little circle of moms scene where I was like yeah kind of like snooty like I don't know how I feel about it yeah, I I felt pretty cringy about it for sure. I mean, yeah, just not only did it look uncomfortable, I like Charlotte and I like her friend and, you know, I'm like enjoying them, but I also would hate to be in a circle with somebody talking to me like that and telling me where I'm going to take my child to go on some sort of a field trip and just like shutting me down. I was like, hey, the, the pet thing sounded kind of cool. Like, could we have a conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like a super like, oh, oh, hate that. Yeah. Hate, hate that. Yeah. Don't like, love it. Know, why, why don't we just get on the same page and do it? I don't know. I don't understand when people can't just agree. On it, you know? <laughs> I just like, you know, you, there's going to be other field trips. Like, why don't you plan that one for next month or whenever they do another field trip? Like, what's the big yeah. deal? It's not a competition. That's what it felt like. It feels like a competition. Like who's the mom on top? Yeah. And the whole like dropping the ball thing and like Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like we're all just I just sometimes I feel like it's like alien to me. Like I just I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is weird. (laughs) Like more reasons not to do this. Yeah. Same, same. Oh, I, I didn't love that. Although the point was supposed to be that Charlotte starts to kind of step into this, trying to have like diversity in her friend circle. So it wasn't even about like the other moms. It was more about her realizing that she doesn't have a diverse enough friend circle because they're going to have kind of like a small little dinner get together, which I thought was hilarious because Charlotte then immediately like spins out and it's not simple they're all vanilla (laughs) she was like oh they're kind of vanilla they're all vanilla it's like oh no it's too vanilla which was just so hilarious and so ridiculous like it cracked me up and I was like I've never I've literally never looked around and thought of the diversity of my friend circle and tried to like pull people in based on race that just completely cracked me up I was like that's so hilarious and just so Charlotte like she just took it to a whole nother level like really going to town texting that neighbor being so obnoxious and I thought it was so funny and then for the whole dinner to not even happen anyway yeah it was it was really funny I did feel bad for Charlotte with the dinner not happening because like it's so like she's trying to get all casual and breezy about it and then she's just like oh I'm sorry like it's not she's like okay (laughs) and then the neighbor the neighbor knew exactly what she was doing yeah there's no way that neighbor did not know and she closes the door and it's like immediately like she gets the text oh okay but I did kind of like the bait and switch where you're thinking that's like building up to this whole thing you're thinking like okay Charlotte's gonna have this like super awkward vanilla group (laughs) (laughs) gathering and there's gonna be just this one black couple and that's gonna be there's gonna be some weird tension or awkwardness and then what ends up happening is she ends up going to LTW's husband's birthday party and they're the only 
white people or whatever. Yes. And, and then she makes that snafu right away, which <gasps> was so cringy. So I cringy. Gasped, and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, that is oh, so bad. It was so bad. I thought that whole scene though was probably my favorite. I thought Harry stole the show. Like from the time oh in the God. elevator to the whole thing, like they mentioning Michelle Obama and he's like, I loved her book. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to like say something and contribute to the conversation. Oh my God. It, it reminded so me good. of you. Like, it remind- <laughs> because I can be a little over, I'm a lot sometimes. <laughs> and so like, if we're meeting friends that I've known, but he doesn't know them or something, I'll be like, oh, like, you know, I'll kind of do that. Like, I don't mean to, but I'll be like, oh, like, because, okay, backing up, he is not naturally like a small talk person. Like he just does not like to just go places just to make conversation with people. It's uncomfortable to him. And he kind of like gets awkward and doesn't know what to say. And then sometimes he says things that he thinks are funny and other people don't get that he thinks he's being funny or whatever. So sometimes I'll kind of like be like, oh, like you could do this or you could talk about that or like try to kind of give him, you know, pointers so he doesn't feel so awkward. But I mean, he hasn't done anything exactly like that, but it just made me think of him in a way because I was like, oh, like he's trying. (laughs) He's just the way that he is, is like he needs to be doing something with people, like not just sitting down, eating and talking. He needs to like join like he wants to join like a adult soccer league or you know he needs to like do a sport or do an activity or meet them through work or Mm -hmm. he just isn't like a small talk person (laughs) (laughs) a dinner party think of that like oh I loved her book (laughs) (laughs) and he said it was so much confidence and joy and I just loved that for him I mean the whole time in the elevator he's just like you're sweating already and he's just like wonder why like he just is so like he's like (laughs) and it made me think about how Charlotte is and like her personality and how he's been so sweet all the way up until we first met him you know in Sex and City and then here is just putting up with this level of Charlotte for all this time and just completely rolling with it I was like he's an angel on this earth I just loved him yeah (laughs) I do love Harry, but then, you know, Charlotte has kind of a save, which is kind of a, she kind of dunks actually. It's not just a save. It's like, damn, Charlotte. (laughs) I loved that. Her whole little monologue about the art was just gold. It was so good. Yeah. And how she talked about it being her passion. I wonder if she's ever going to get back into it or if she's totally just happy being a mom. I know. I wondered that too, especially with how she just like said everything so well and eloquently and everyone was just like listening to her at the table, just hanging on her every word. And I was like, oh, you could like tell it's such a big part of her life. And it was really cool. I know nothing about art. So everything she was saying, she could have just been talking all bunk and I'd have no idea. (laughs) So I was in, I was like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm here with you, but it was really great. I loved it. I loved that whole scene. I don't really know much about art either. And the extent of the art stuff that I know is like, if I go in, I used to like to go and wander like the galleries or sometimes in Palm Springs, there's some cute galleries and I like to just go in, but I don't really get 
familiar with specific artists or know like the history of things. I just like to go look. That's pretty yeah. much all I know. I don't own anything expensive. Everything I have is from like TJ Maxx, but <laughs> you know, it's not real art. It's like, you know, canvas prints or whatever those are. But I do enjoy like the visual of art and, and walking, but I, I would never be able to do, I mean, I shouldn't say never, but I don't see myself being able to just like rattle off all that information. <laughs> like somebody who's like an art major would. I do have a friend from New York that worked in the art scene and she probably knew exactly what she was talking about. So, but yeah, I just, I was just happy for Charlotte that she was having like that moment and that it kind of felt like it saved, you know, um, it saved everything. I don't know. I just got a really weird text and I was like, what is, oh, <laughs> you didn't know what this is. Oh, okay. Now I know who it is. It actually is my friend. Oh, <laughs> York, that's actually who it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I, I didn't Amazing. recognize, you know, sometimes like, does your computer do this where it, I have an Apple computer and Apple phone. So like when mm. you get a text, it shows up on the computer. Anyways, yeah. it showed up. Mine, mine doesn't show up on the computer. I don't let it. It's weird. Sometimes it tells me who it is. And sometimes it's only the number. And I was like, who's 214 blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then I looked and I was like, oh, nobody. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, I know. So yeah, so I was kind of happy about that. So then do we go to Miranda and Miranda yeah. smells like weed? So Miranda smells like weed. Just chilling. All the alternative types. <laughs> types which, what is this? <laughs> the language that they give her just like cracks me up. It's like anytime there's any sort of like, I don't even know what the word for it is. It's just anytime she could say something like alternative types, they just give that to her. They're like, all right, Miranda, you're way down here on the woke scale. <laughs> it's just like hilarious. So all the alternative it. types smoking the weed. And yeah, and then going out to lunch with her professor. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the conversation that I could not wait to talk to you about. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anything like that on TV or in a movie, that type of conversation. And I just felt so validated and seen. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it sounds kind of like, Naya, the professor, isn't sure and she's afraid she's going to regret it if mm -hmm. she doesn't have a kid. And then Miranda obviously already has a kid and she's like, I didn't really, you know, but I did it and it was great. I, I kind of thought that Naya was going to say, like, I actually don't want to. Like, I thought they were going to do more of a hard line. Yeah. But when they kind of, blurred it a little bit I almost thought it was even better like I yeah well so real know? right so real because at her presumed age I don't know if they've said her age and maybe I missed it but assuming that she's kind of feeling that biological clock kind of feeling and she's already gone through the process of IVF which is a a long process there's a lot of doctor's appointments there's a lot of money and all kinds of things being invested. So she's probably feeling like, okay, I've already invested so many resources, so much time, so much energy. 
to this thing, like, do I want this, you know, and just kind of really, and I don't know, I mean, probably so many people can relate to that. I do think that going through IVF really takes a lot of the fun out of the process of growing a family. It can be exciting in its own ways, but it's challenging. So it's fatiguing, it's challenging. People always talk about the hormones, but it's so much more than that. Mm. So if you're already even a little bit on the fence, now you're going through this too. I mean, so relatable. Yeah. So relatable. Well, you would be the person to talk about it. You're the, you're the birth expert. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about that, you know? And that's interesting that you say that because I was thinking more just like, I kind of wasn't even thinking about the IVF. I was just thinking like, oh, like she's trying to have a baby. I don't know what that entails. So I kind of skimmed over it and I was like, oh, but she's not sure. Like how interesting, what an interesting conversation. But now that you say that, I'm like, how could you not be sure and go through all that? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's, she's going through it and she's realizing she's not sure. Right. Like all of a sudden this train is like barreling down the tracks and you're already on it. You're like, oh no, <laughs> like, I'm not sure if I actually want to get off on that stop back there. Yeah. I mean, so wild. I mean, tell me more about your thoughts though on it. I'm really curious because I kind of hijacked that with the IVF stuff. No, I, I think that's really interesting information <laughs> that helps me have like a different <laughs> context. But I just felt like hearing somebody say like, I feel like I, it almost sounded like she was saying, I feel like I should want this. Mm, yeah I got that sense too and I've definitely been through that phase where Mm -hmm. like everyone around me is like oh you've been married for this long like where's the kids when are you gonna have kids like it's just this given thing and it's so uncomfortable because it makes you feel like something must be wrong with you that you wouldn't just automatically be like, Oh yeah, of course I have a plan for that. Like I want to do that. It's more like, yeah, it just makes you feel really alone and uncomfortable. So it was like the opposite of that feeling. (laughs) Like I was like, Oh, like this is another human that, and I'm not like watching something that's trying to convince me to do it. It's something that's just telling me like, Hey, you're not alone in the world in your feelings. And, you know, but I have, I have had that phase before where I was like, I really need to make sure that I don't want them because I have another person involved in this (laughs) that may want them. And I need to be clear with that person. But I also, you know, the biological clock thing, I'm, I'm not old. I'm 32. I still have some time, but still like getting into your thirties, you kind of start thinking about that. I feel like, and and we come from a small town where people had kids younger, I think. So yeah. <laughs> so a yeah. lot of people that we know that we graduated with already have like full-fledged families, you know. Whole broad. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I just it's it's hard to be sure, you know, and especially it made me curious about her husband too. Like, is her mm-hmm. husband the one that's more into it? And she's just trying to kind of do that for him. You know, I don't think that I would have even thought that much about it if I hadn't been married to somebody who was kind of interested in having kids at one point. Yeah. It was so interesting. And I know at one point as they were sitting down talking, she did say like, 
she had started her period, the cycle failed and she was glad. And she was sort of admitting that, like, it was this shameful thing. Like I was, I was really happy that it didn't take this time. And I think that's a relatable feeling too, sometimes to people of like the overwhelmingness, the bigness of this decision, and then realizing you have a little bit more time to kind of figure it out and decide if this is actually something you want to do. I'm curious to see if they're going to make this next cycle take because Miranda did kind of say like, okay, well, she was teasing her a little bit, but saying, if this takes, then it's going to be the best thing ever. And just sort of obviously lying. (laughs) Um, And I'm curious how that's, how that's going to go, you know, if it's going to just kind of be failed IVF and see what happens or if it is going to, going to take. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause that was the thing that I really like felt was when she said she felt relief. Yeah. And I was like, I've said that exact thing before when I've taken a pregnancy test and I, it was negative. I felt like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm out of the woods yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and it's not, I'm not like, it's even hard to say because, um, I, I get scared saying these things, being truthful as who I am saying this about myself, I get scared that people who have children think that I'm like the wicked witch of the West or somebody who hates children, or I'm, I'm awkward around children. I'm not great with them, <laughs> but I like, I like kids. There's maybe not all of them, but, <laughs> but I like my um, nieces and nephews and, you know, and I love your kids when I've gotten to spend time with them. And, you know, I mean, I love you so much. They, they have your characteristics and Will's characteristics. So why wouldn't I love them? But, you know, and I understand they're just little people, but it's just, I think the whole responsibility for like a whole nother life, <laughs> I was still trying to figure myself out, you know, and I just, yeah. um, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day I try not to like fully, you know, again, we reserve the right to change our minds, but it's been pretty certain since I was young so far that it's not for me quite yet. So, or maybe ever. Yeah. I just, it just felt good to have somebody actually say that and have it be like, okay, you know, and then not be shamed for that. Yeah, definitely. I was just kind of thinking like remembering that I don't remember what season it was, but the, you know, the time when Carrie was struggling with the same exact question of like, should I, or shouldn't I, they did like a whole episode on it, but having kids or not having kids. And they really did frame it around like her and that relationship with a man instead of just her relationship with herself. And if she wanted kids or not, it just was a really, I don't remember like exactly how I felt about the conversation at that time. So I do feel like this conversation and this newer episode, it is a little bit different and has some potential there to just, yeah, relate to people in a different way who are choosing different life paths. And I think more and more people are either choosing to not have kids or have kids later in life, just for so many reasons, economic reasons, (laughs) just all kinds of things. It's not exactly the same as it was where it was like, get married, have babies, you know, not everybody's on board with that now, which I think is great. I think it's really great to have these options to create a life you actually want. Cause it's true. Like what Miranda says, you know, if you have regrets, having a child doesn't take regrets away, <laughs> it just yeah. adds a child to it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole lifestyle. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, depending on what people are thinking, like for me, I feel like if I ever did like take a total 180 and be like, I have to have children. If, if I was, you know, later on in life or beyond childbearing years, like to me, I'm like, oh, then I could adopt or we could foster or, you know, to me, that's like on the table option for later. Yeah. And I don't feel this need, like I get ads for freezing my eggs, <laughs> I don't know if you get that, <laughs> but I don't know, Instagram or something knows that I'm 32 and have no children. <laughs> oh my God. I have and I get never gotten an ad for that. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm like, this is offensive. Like I will report them. I'll be like, this is not of interest to me. Like, <laughs> stop. That's what I, I, get. Never. I get. I get adult acne and I get, <laughs> and I get a freaking um, freeze your eggs. That's what oh I get. Oh my God. That's so funny. So that is rude. so funny. I wonder what you've searched or done that would make them target you that way. You know what? I may have Googled like how to know for sure when I was trying to figure out for sure if I wanted kids or not. I probably Googled like, how do you know oh for gosh. sure if you want kids or don't want kids? And those little robots were like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you want kids. <laughs> Here's oh another God. option. And it's so That's expensive. So funny. Oh yeah. Oh. It's so expensive. Well, even um, what you said about Carrie, there's two times I think that they kind of talk about that. There's early seasons where she thinks she's pregnant when they go to the baby shower. Oh, right. Yes. And then I think you were talking about when she's with Petrovsky, right? That's what I was talking about. But later on, I forgot they also talked about it earlier too. I remember. I and I, I guess the one with the shoes too. So it's kind of been sprinkled throughout, but yeah. Yeah. The one with the shoes where she chose shoes over babies. <laughs> I think they always sort of blamed. <laughs> I think I always felt like they blamed Carrie's kind of child, not having children, like kind of blamed it on her um, not being in a relationship or not being married. And then now we kind of see the professor struggling with these feelings also in a relationship, which is a little bit of a different thing, just kind of highlighting that like, it's not all about just because they haven't found found the right person. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why it really hit me different was like, oh, like she's in a committed relationship. Are they married? How do we know? I really know. Honestly, if, if, if they've said it, I haven't paid that close of attention. <laughs> yeah. So there's it, kind it of a lot of little characters in. to keep track of. I feel like, like I'm, I'm really focused on, you know, Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte. And then like, I personally have honestly just been glazing over a little bit some of these new characters that they're throwing in they're fun I like them but I'm not like super invested yeah because <laughs> not we, yet we anyway I mean it can't be the same investment that we've had for how many years right <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? and hopefully they'll kind of like find their way in they do have interesting things that they're throwing in but yeah it's just not the same as like the main yeah cast anyways yeah. So I, I did feel like, okay, like she's in a committed relationship and, and struggling with this, you know, and I feel like a lot of what I've heard, um, I know we've gone long on this, but a lot of what I've heard about that is kind of like, well, you should have figured that out before, right? you know, and I got married at 21. So 
you know, I did say to my husband before we got married, I said, if you're going to marry me, like you, you need to know that I may never want kids. I've never wanted them and I don't want them now. And you need to know that. And he took some time and then came back and was like, okay, like, I still want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, so to me, I guess that was just really helpful and validating to be like, they're in a relationship and committed. And like, she's having a struggle with that instead of just like, I feel like the old thing that you hear all the time when you're in that situation is like, well, you should have, you should have. And it's like, well, what am I going to do with should have? Yeah. <laughs> you know, married for 10 years. Like, you know, I said the thing, I was honest and, and, you know, we decided to get married anyways. And I think a lot of people avoid that conversation of like, how do you figure it out if you're on different pages, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to go even deeper into that conversation or if they're just going to leave it where they did. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do find- too all this deeper stuff that they're getting into. I just, I'm like, yes, like, let's, let's talk about this. (laughs) Definitely. I agree. I completely agree. It's not like fluffy anymore. I feel like TV shows used to be just kind of like fluffy and glazing over things or like simple answers. And I feel like a lot of these things are complicated issues without simple answers, you know, and there's not like one right answer. Yeah. So anyways, I'm, I'm loving that. That was my favorite thing. So to me, it was worth, <laughs> it was worth spending all that time on. Yeah. Um, okay. We had to take a small break because we didn't want to abandon any children. Uh, <laughs> so Priority number one. Acknowledge this. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there potentially. Wait, are you having inner eco? I am drinking Dr. Brew oh. um, CBD kombucha. I've switched Ooh, I went from mate. I went from a little upper to a little downer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even realize that till right now. Just riding the waves today. <laughs> I finished my juice and I was going to make a smoothie, but then I, I cut up cantaloupe, but I probably won't eat it on camera because I don't want to be obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I went to go, I mean, what is water, right? I went to go grab something to drink and I have water here too, but I saw that I started this yesterday and I was like, oh, that was good. I'm going to grab that. It's good. It's rosemary mint sage with hemp extract. To be honest to me, I don't know if it's the rosemary. It does smell a little bit like weed. When I first opened it, I was like, that's a choice. Okay. You (laughs) know, (laughs) I feel like sage Um, is more weedy to me than rosemary. Oh, it could be that. Yeah. It just is very herbal. It's good. It's really good. I like it. I mean, I don't know that I want to spend that much time on this, but I did write down the girl, Chloe. I think we've established that we're not that into the podcast, (laughs) our podcast we love, but the, the, um, X, Y, and me or whatever podcast that carries on. Um, yeah there's that little scene where they're telling her to get back on social media that's right Chloe and she's like basically saying that everything is dead and all this stuff I laughed about that I actually wrote myself a note because I was like who whoever in the world refers to somebody's social media as a corpse (laughs) I just was so I like I was like what like no one would say that (laughs) She was so like, 
I don't know if it's millennial anymore or if it's the generation after it, but she was so like young person-y. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was very funny. It was just like, what's happening here? She was so intense and just kept, I get that they were trying to like drive home that point of like her being insensitive, but it was, I couldn't tell if it was funny or annoying, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it just was so like death, death, corpse, like <laughs> everything possible. Yeah. I do remember thinking that in that part. Yeah, it was a lot. I feel like actually the one thing I want to know now that we're on the podcast, she wants my melons. <laughs> <laughs> Those melons. <laughs> if you're if you're listening and not watching Nina has put her paws on me and popped into frame and um she's trying to get my cantaloupe so (laughs) if you're listening and you hear me say she wants my melons that's what I'm talking about I realized in episodes I was like there's some things I might need to explain for people that aren't watching um anyways the one thing that that scene kind of like reminded me of that I haven't mentioned because it's not that consequential like there's literally nothing happening it's just their like producer of the podcast is so cute (laughs) yeah and I'm like wondering are they gonna use him more or is he just like a cute guy that's just there right he just randomly pops in he like comes in and kind of like oh yeah like has like a little mini interaction and you're like oh there he is again just randomly pops in that's so true that's so true I find it very distracting because not only I haven't said this yet but it is one of the biggest things that distracts me and it's so stupid that's why I haven't said it but um I already don't love the podcast and the guy on the podcast um my husband really loves the YouTube show hot ones I don't know if you've ever watched it Okay, well, that guy was on an episode of Hot Ones and he literally shit his pants on the show. I'm not joking. You should look it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so every time, and it, it like drives me crazy because whenever they do a podcast scene, that's all I can think about. That's all I can think about is oh because that's the, only, that's the only context I know him in. I don't know his comedy. I don't know him from anywhere else don't really know who he is I just know him from that episode of hot ones and it's I like see that scene in hot ones every time so his sort of obnoxious behavior in the podcast is very very distracting to me because I only know him as being obnoxious on hot ones and crapping his pants on the show I have no yeah he like unapologetically like craps his pants yeah like I want to ask questions but I don't even know what questions to ask it's alarming like it's really alarming and it's it's hilariously alarming because the the host of that show I think he's a really great interviewer I actually really like him a lot but like his face is so shocked like he's just like completely like but there's an from his point of view the interviewer he said there was like an audible thump of like yeah so it's it's a whole whole thing and now so you can understand why now when I watch these not only do I find the podcast to be a little bit obnoxious I just see his face and I'm just like that's all like that's all I can think about so distracting this is kind of hilarious because 
now see I might have to like put them somewhere else but, <laughs> but I don't know if you're hearing this but there's little like toys and I, I I've been buying them these piggy ones because they don't make like a like a high squeak they make like a low squeak so as you're talking about a guy <laughs> shitting his pants and Want, want. You should just pretend that's that's the noise of that's a and that's yeah perfect. Thank, thank you, you. Yes, thank you, Nina. That's excellent. Excellent work. <laughs> perfect timing. Oh. <laughs> oh, if you're listening, you should probably just watch this one. I'm just letting you know because there's a lot of things we have guests that are hard to explain. <laughs> If you're on Spotify, go to YouTube right now. Uh, anyways, so yeah, so, I mean, I don't know that there was much to say, except for that was just a weird little moment. And yeah. also I just wanted to mention in case he comes back that I'm hoping for the hottie producer or whoever to like have more involvement. How about, so Carrie meets Seema because mm-hmm. she decides it's time to sell her house and there's kind of the whole Peloton thing in this episode too, right? Where... Oh yeah. The Peloton's kind of just like haunting her, yeah, not letting her move on. Of it, and then she comes back for some reason and they've like put it back or put yeah. one back there. Cause they think it like brings the space into focus. That's right. Um, she said, she's like, you know, it'll go great in this bathroom yeah. with the Peloton. And I laughed because I thought who I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it was just like, who puts Pelotons in their bathroom? But sure. <laughs> the New Yorkers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is the space for that. I Got guess. I mean, the space. I did okay. kind of think the same thing. I was like, well, if I had a Peloton, I'd probably be in the garage. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I guess you don't have a garage in New York. So, so I yeah. So by Sima, a window. we haven't really talked about her. We talked about her smoking and her fabulous mm-hmm. shoes, but did yeah. you have any initial impressions of her? Not really. I mean, I liked her. I thought it was funny when you read at the top of this episode here and you read the little synopsis of the episode, they said a self-made real estate broker or whatever they described it as. I don't know that they really said that in the episode. So that was sort of like news to me, but I thought it was cool. I like her energy. Yeah. She seemed cool. They kind of started to like hit it off right away. There's the whole scene where they're in that other house that Carrie's obviously not interested in. And it's got like the motorcycle in the house. And then she gets, so Carrie gets hit on by the guy. Yeah. Like nightmare guy or whatever she says. <laughs> and yeah, I was cringing at that too. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we haven't all been through this, but I have a feeling we have. <laughs> so unfortunate so that was interesting and it seemed like that kind of helped them to bond and she talks later in the episode about how I think it's this episode where she talks about how um it feels good to kind of talk to somebody who (laughs) who doesn't know (laughs) more dog toys uh, who doesn't know kind of a lot about big or you know it's kind of like going back to her single self and feeling more like herself, just talking about like weird stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just letting her kind of, yeah. You know, I hadn't even really made that connection until you said that just now, like her in the very beginning, first thing that happens is she gets a coffee and right away she has to have this conversation about big and how he died. 
And so maybe what I wasn't really noticing was with this new friendship, it's sort of some relief, like, oh, I can just talk and just be myself and I don't have to talk about what just happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that does, that makes a lot of sense. She could just kind of relax. Yeah. It really seems like she needs that right now. Sometimes it's like you need, you need people to talk about like the scary big things in life, but then you also just need like a break. And it feels like that's giving her. Yeah. Nice. Even at her job when they were saying like, oh, you're being so insensitive to Carrie by talking about corpses. (laughs) I guess they were sort of showing how it's like following her everywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about how it's kind of like a thread through the whole thing. I was really sad about how they had to like, basically like make her apartment really boring again. (laughs) Oh, yes. I hated her apartment when it was all done. I was like, I get that they had to make it kind of basic, but Oh, they did it so basic. <laughs> it's just like, I just it can't was wild. there wouldn't be somebody in the world that would come into that apartment as is and be like, this is a fabulous apartment. Like, I would be so excited. I'd be like, oh, I don't even have to decorate now. It's already done. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, this is just cool. Like, it's all luxurious. And then it looks like a boring hotel room when they're done. Right. <laughs> I but I mean, that's talking, that's coming from me. With, with right. My, chandelier above me and you know I like things to be a little bit extra so yeah that made me sad I was like oh no like and even again movie two is kind of like starts with her finishing that apartment Mm -hmm. and you know and the whole thing with big and the shoes on the couch and stuff so I was like oh that's sad like she's kind of having to erase that part of thing was that around when she has to get his ashes and move them that is a big part I think that's when she comes back and sees the peloton there again Mm. and that's right she just has to get out of there yeah and I guess that would be probably right when it's boring too and she says something about like I'm gonna get big and get out of here and I was like oh I didn't even think about it until she grabs the box and then she puts it in the closet and she's like, oh, just for now until we know like where you want to be or something like that. I was going to say that I just, for some reason that hit me in such a sweet spot in my heart, like putting him in the Barney's bag for whatever reason, I like loved that. (laughs) I loved that moment of like putting him in the Barney. It just felt right somehow in like a weird way. It felt like a very like Carrie thing to do. But then when she was putting him in the closet with all the shoes, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's like the place for and then when she like spoke directly to it I was like oh okay yeah it felt good and it felt like sweet and it just felt kind of um yeah it was like a little moment that I it was kind of sad but kind of sweet I appreciated it it's like what would you do you know what I mean like when I'm like what would I if I had my husband's ashes in a box what would I do with them I know and it's not very scary to like just put it on the mantle or something yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I would be somebody who'd like go and make a day of it and like scatter them because I think right. that's what you would like as well. But at the same time, like I think it would take a lot of time to kind of do that and really like let go and yeah, it's just such a heavy thing. And yeah. And one thing I thought about um, was immediately when I saw her putting him in the Barney's bag, I was like, oh, like Barney's is closed now. Like Barney's yeah. is shut down and closed. 
And, you know, that's like a huge part of her past, right? Like shopping yeah. and, you know, I mean, as silly as it sounds, but, and then he is obviously a huge part of her past. And I just thought, oh, two things that are like done now. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a weird way to put it, but that was, I kind of noticed that when she had the Barney's bag, like it could have, I feel like that had to be somewhat intentional because it could have been Nordstrom. It could have been something else, you know, it could have been sad, yeah. like something that's still open, but it happened to be an old bag from a place that's no longer open. I know. I noticed that too. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes. So if this feels like I just jumped completely into a different thing, it's because it's where my notes are, but Stanford. That was next on my notes too. I just okay. looked down and I'm like, literally the next thing is just Stanford's letter. So this is probably the, that was probably the last we would have seen of him. I'm assuming. I don't know. That I'm we're assuming actually, too. Cause this feels like they had to like intentionally do this to like write him out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, was I agree. The impression that we would get him most of the season and then they'd have to write him out next season. Me too. I was a little sad because I've been really enjoying him, but I literally guffawed when (laughs) they were talking. I like, for some reason, it was so funny to me when Anthony's describing his letter and they're both just so sad. And he says, I don't get it. We were so happy. And I just thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Me too. Especially in the same episode, he was saying how Stanford had like lit his address book on fire. And I'm imagining this, like such a tumultuous relationship, like so toxic in so many ways, but so much like, like, I want just a show of Stanford and Anthony, like I was cracking up with them. And then for him to just look so serious and so sad. And like, we were so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) It was perfect. I loved it so much. That was funny. Yeah, I was, well, and like, I loved the drama of it, right? I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of funny. And the fact that he's there for a TikTok star is very modern <laughs> and kind of funny. Yes, yeah. And also kind of sad because it, it couldn't, it had to be a little bit unceremonious, but at least it makes some sense because obviously they weren't very happy. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It needed to end. And I actually kind of thought it would end at some point just because they were, they didn't turn in like, you know, during the show, they would kind of nip at each other, but they didn't turn into this like happy, loving couple. So I thought like, oh, they're probably going to break them up at some point. So it wasn't super surprising, but a little sad that we're done probably with Stanford because I'm going to miss him. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, even the wedding you know, yeah. the movie, it was like, they still were kind of not on the same page. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe they were, but it was unconventional page. I'm not sure, but it didn't seem, I don't know. It never felt like a good match. And I think they probably kind of listened as well to the fans who were like, you can't just take the two gay characters and put them together. Like, yeah. It doesn't mean they're compatible just because they're both gay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly kind of liked the way they did it but I also was like oh like he's just done all of a sudden yeah I was a little sad and I think there was a part of me that was just kind of like oh that's how they're gonna you know it, it was like answering a question for me yeah was just like oh that's what we get of him okay we got it yeah <laughs> wondering here it is the last thing that I wrote down was the replace the glass conversation 
Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed this scene because for me personally, I don't often see people have like a rupture and a repair, but in friendship scenarios that like just feel kind of real. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like, there was something about it that I just kind of enjoyed. It was like seeing Carrie finally have to say the thing, you know, she's kind of been avoiding it. It's been following her everywhere. It was at her coffee shop. It was at her work. And now she has to say it to this new friend. And she just has that moment that's so relatable and so real. Like, you know, you can't replace this glass. And like, of course it's so irrational, but I feel like we've all had those moments. Like you can't understand what this is like, you know? And so I I really, like, I liked that. I liked the, the realness of that moment of that kind of little mini freak out of just like, you can't fix this. And, you know, yeah. (laughs) Julio was laughing (laughs) because he was like, that's you. Like, that's exactly how you handle things. He's like, you, you freak out over something that is like, makes no sense really, you know? (laughs) I mean, it does and it doesn't, right? Like she's right. She's feeling, she's finding a reason to have her moment with Mm -hmm. that, but it's like, obviously it wasn't intentional. Yeah. You know, and like, she can just replace the glass, but she's saying like, oh, well he touched it or did it. And it's, it's not about that as much as it's about what she's really feeling. Yeah. Like just the, she's holding on to as much of him as she can, I think. Yeah. Having a hard time letting go. And so he was laughing because he knows that's how, like, if I'm not able to just say the thing, which I do kind of wear my heart on the sleeve, (laughs) but if I'm not able to just say it right away, it's going to come out in some odd way like that. And so he was kind of like, Oh, it's you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, as we all do, I think we all do stuff like that. And it was this opportunity to have her kind of be vulnerable and sort of bring them closer together, which I did think, I don't know if I've ever been so cozy with someone who I've hired. Like I, I was like, Carrie's getting pretty cozy with her realtor, which is great. You know, they're becoming friends, <laughs> but this was just a nice moment for them to like really become friends and really see each other. And I loved how she even like was kind of like reflecting something back at Carrie, which in the moment I was like, Hey, this is not your moment. This is not your time. Like poor Carrie, you know, it's kind of just been yeah. like her husband died. Like, how can you honestly compare the two things? But then once I realized my own, issues and like triggers and kind of settled down about it I was like oh this actually is like a beautiful moment for them to connect and both kind of reflect and you know just have that that moment of repair then and then they can just be vulnerable together yeah well I think there you could tell that there was a moment in their little lunch conversation where Carrie's like oh you know, so glad that you're still trying or something like that, or it's so good that you're still trying. And you could see her reaction. Seema's reaction was like, oh, okay. Like that hurt a little bit, but it was an interesting thing that she decided. And maybe that tells you a little bit about her character that she's going to be more direct like that, hopefully. And which is kind of what we're missing right now, I think, because, um, I think Miranda can be very direct when she needs to be, but right now she's so like caught up in all her stuff. Yeah. Kind of just watching Miranda, like freak out about life. 
And then <laughs> we're missing Samantha, who's also like the most bold and direct, you know, yeah. so maybe they're kind of going, oh, well, maybe we can have that voice from a different character, you know, that's, that's like, hey, like, this is still not okay. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely do. And I t- completely agree. I loved Samantha for that energy. And I would not be mad about having that energy back in another character. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's great. It really balances them out. Yeah. And yeah. even like the the whole way that she goes through the apartment, like, oh, this is beautiful, has to go. Like, right. <laughs> exactly. Of, you know, it kind of shows a little bit of a cutthroat type of energy. And I think sometimes that's needed. I agree. Yeah. I, I felt bad for Carrie for sure, but I also felt like, Hey, good for Seema for like standing up for herself in that moment. And it seemed like it just all like wrapped up and turned out well. And you would hope that in real life, it would happen that way, Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know (laughs) that it necessarily would maybe more mature people. Okay. You know, but I think sometimes people just get like, need to be a little bit butthurt for a minute and then <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, and come back to it. But that was pretty much the end of the episode. They have their lunch together, and and that was that. I mean, overall, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, did you have a favorite moment? <laughs> um, it was such a small one, but I actually do think one of my favorite moments was that moment when um, Anthony says that they were so happy. That just tickled me. I, I love those kinds of like just quick little, um, punchlines that, that tickled me. Favorite moment. Oh, probably the beginning. I really liked, um, the Caroline scene (laughs) (laughs) because it just reminded me of, of Mola and just life in New York. And yeah, I think that was my favorite, even though she had to be kind of like sad and tell him what happened just like the warmth of their familiarity. And like, you could tell years and years they've, you know, come in contact just for coffee or cigarettes or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. I just liked that. I was like, Oh, and I, I was actually really liked the outfit too. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> so favorite outfit, or do you remember you watched it? Yeah. So I'm not, we know I'm not a big fashion clothes person, but I actually did like that outfit. And it was so funny. I, I enjoy the comfy, we know this already. I enjoy the like <laughs> comfy clothes. And the, one of the things I noticed about that particular outfit was although she was wearing a really big skirt, her, that top looked really cozy. I was like, oh, I'm really digging the like slouchiness of this, yeah. this top. Um, so definitely something I would wear, but probably with jeans versus a big skirt. <laughs> yeah. But I also loved it too, because I thought that that she was like, I need to go out and get coffee what do I put on? And that was the choice she made. And I was just like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very (laughs) exact. That's exactly why I liked it too. It was just like, as she's walking out just to get coffee, she's like, just to wear this giant petticoat thing. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. 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 But like a t-shirt, you know? Yeah. I I loved that. And I think it kind of shows like, Oh, that same energy of like, she's back in her apartment and she's going through all her old clothes and she's like, oh, what should I wear? Like reminded me very much of like my kids playing dress up or just playing around for the day. And I'm like, we got to go grocery shopping. And they're like, great. I wonder if that skirt was reused because um, Mm. I know they've used the Fendi baguette we talked about. And she was wearing that in that moment to the purple bag, I think. Could be. I didn't recognize the shirt, but I think 
the skirt. Oh, now I'm wondering if that shirt is, I'm remembering an outfit where she has a striped shirt underneath another shirt. I'm like, I wonder if that's the shirt. But um, I was thinking about the petticoat might be the episode where she's talking about going all over the world with like um, Alexander Petrovsky. And she's like coming out and she has this like big petticoat thing underneath kind of a skirt. I'd have to go back and look. I think it's a red outfit. I'm trying to remember, but she's all dressed up. And then he's like, oh, we're going somewhere very exotic. We're going to your house. Yeah. Where I think I'd have to go back and watch, but I wouldn't be super surprised. Yeah. I wonder, because it felt like they were kind of like, oh, she's working with what's in the closet. And this is what she chooses because she's Carrie. Which I just love. (laughs) I, I liked that. I'm trying to decide if that was my very favorite. There was a ton of stuff. I don't know if I want to go through every single thing. You know what I did? I really liked the kind of rainbow stripe outfit that Carrie was wearing when she, I think when she first met Seema, maybe, and she puts on the purple aviators when they, when she's smoking Uh, in the car and like, right as they're leaving, she puts on another like plaid in the same color tones jacket yeah yes for doing that like the jacket was a little (laughs) bit crazy like I loved the outfit without it but then she just seems so like the way she owns it I was like yes I'm into that that might be my favorite from that episode I probably that's a good one I I think I have more than one page of notes on clothes so I won't won't (laughs) it's like Uh, its own podcast (laughs) yes Oh, and she does have kind of a cool, when they go to that apartment, the pastel ombre kind of looking um, outfit. And then she has kind of a pleated teal jacket and she's wearing kind of a weird flat hat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like, I I like, I like that they keep putting her in hats and I like, um, I don't know. I just like the craziness of her outfits. <laughs> I feel like nobody gets to be quite where she is. Like Charlotte stays in this very like preppy and like buttoned up and fluffy kind of thing. And, but I do think they're doing cute things with Miranda. It's just not as like wild and out there as Carrie. And I, I like the wild and out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, okay. And I did. So we did favorite moment, favorite outfit. I'm going to say one quote that I liked because it hit me and I, I'm not intending to make a quote section, but it's like happening. Cause as I'm taking notes, if I like a quote, I'm like, Oh, it's when Carrie is saying, Oh, when she goes back to the apartment and it's all beige and she says, it's like wizard of Oz in reverse. And then yeah. <laughs> Miranda says, sometimes I look around this house and there's no sign of me either. And my heart was just like, oh, like they're really like feeding us where she's going and, and like the depths of Miranda's despair. And I just feel like, like if I lived in a house and I didn't see a sign of me there, I couldn't be there. Yeah. I definitely noticed that too. I remember thinking that and just being like, oh, she really is unhappy. Yeah. Just seemed like a really powerful quote to put in there in such a like quick conversation. Yeah. Like you could almost just kind of squeak by it. Yeah. Predictions. 
Oh, yeah. What are your predictions? My predictions. I think that's it for Stanford. Yeah. I'm going to go with a silly one today. I'm mm. going to predict that maybe she gets to go out on a date with the hot producer. Mm. <laughs> it's more of a hope than a prediction. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to go there because he's cute and I think he needs more airtime. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I love that for her. Yeah. I feel like I agree about Stanford and yeah, I don't know. I feel like with this one, I didn't like have any strong predictions. I was more along for the ride, but I do kind of hope that we're going to see more Anthony. Cause I just think he's very funny. And um, yeah, I think we're going to just find out a little bit more about Miranda and what's actually going on with her. Yeah, that's yeah. a good prediction. It seems like they keep leading up to it. So something's got to happen there. Yeah, some the bubble's got to burst. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, I think that's it for this one. <laughs> I think so. You know, just that. Just, <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit of conversation on this one. Yeah, we will be hopefully posting again within the next week for episode five. You can find us on Will You Be My Friend Show on Instagram or Will You Be My Friend Show on YouTube or Will You Be My Friend on Spotify now. You can also email us at willyoubemyfriendshow at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions or ways that you think we could improve the podcast. And I am Kylie Garcia. I'm vegan coach Kylie on Instagram, vegan.coach.kylie. And you can find me at vegancoachkylie.com. Love it. Yeah. Um, I am Jasmine Rose Doula on Instagram. I think it's jasmine.rose.doula on Instagram. And uh, jasminerosedoula.com. Well, thanks for being here for another one. We'll see you next time.